Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fignuts Podcast. This is season four, four folks, episode three. If you counted all of them, it's 153. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, we're back for season yeah. four, episode three, receivers and beer. Uh, what goes better than that? So let's, on that note, let's just go straight to it. Sure. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? Um, so I brought two up here with me. Both of them you gave to me. So I'm going to go in this bag here and we get Kent Falls Brewing. Oh, yeah. Imperial Pale Ale. It's shruggy. Shruggy, yes. It's shruggy. So if you don't know what we're talking about, the literal name of this beer is not shruggy. That's its nickname. <laughs> the literal name of this beer is an emoji of a face with his arms out shrugging made out of dashes and backslashes you can do on your computer. Um, it is a fantastic IPA, but it's kind of commonly known as shruggy. But, you know, if you ask um, Kent Falls what it's called, they'll say, hey, look at the can. That little picture right there is what we call it. So it's kind of like an artist formerly known as Prince thing going on there. Nice. So nice. I, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I have a glass in front of me that I've already had two sips of, and I'm pretty sure I can see the future. Nice. Why? For my birthday in May, my sister-in-law was kind enough to give me a craft bottle of Rhodes Garden from Two Rhodes Brewing. Oh. Hashtag sponsor us. Rhodes Garden. Didn't they make yes, that it... a long time ago? Yes. This bottle was from 2016. <laughs> oh, dear. So it's got four years of extra fermentation. Um, this is like the Wild West in a glass here. <laughs> I've had two. I had two sips. I'm not even joking. I've had maybe an ounce of it i am sweating profusely <laughs> in air conditioned comfort and i've already i'm already like whoa i think i need to lay down <laughs> so this might be one of those episodes folks nice this, this might, might be, be a, this might be a double ruffled episode <laughs> oh my god please no please no that's been three years and i still can't still have the nightmares man still have the nightmares so much to talk about let's just get right to it let's get right to it because you know i gotta stay conscious <laughs> Yes. Long yes. enough. Um, burning hot takes, Craig. Yep. I I forced the issue last week. This week you get the choice. You want to give yep. or receive? I will give. Mm. Go ahead, because I got a mouthful of beer. Okay. A mouthful is, is probably going to knock it, me out. Is it's it, stronger. Is it good? Yeah, actually, I like it oh, a lot. All right, because I remember. But if I had to. Uh-huh. No, go ahead. I say when I remember when it came out, I wasn't really a fan. Well, it's a saison, so it's farmhouse style. But right now, it's packing more of a um, honestly, and it's not like overly alcoholic tasting. I can just feel it. It's actually got an aftertaste that reminds me of barley wine right now, and we all know barley wines run run in the twelve percent range. So, yeehaw! Here we go. That's right. <laughs> all right. So you you so, wanted to go first? Yeah, Give me a question. Yeah, yeah. So first question. Yeah. The Redskins. No, there is no such team anymore. <laughs> That's right. I'm sorry. The Washington football team. The, the franchise from Washington, the Washington team. Whatever, yeah, Washington. Yes. yes. Yeah. Um. So they're changing their name. They are no longer the Redskins. Thank God. Officially. We, as far as I know, we have not found out the name. I've heard no. multiple options going around between Warriors, Red Tails, Red, Red Wolves. Wolves. I like Red Wolves. There was another one, too. Yeah. But, I, I heard one guy say Dan Snyder's Tears. Yeah, Washington. yeah, I don't know. That'd be a weird logo, though. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how that would how it work out. But go on. <laughs> but apparently, there's going to be a report released 
in the I guess whatever the hell they were working on in the last week. There's yeah. Be a report released about how bad things at the Washington team were has gotten has gotten. Yeah. And we had those two random firings for they were personnel people or scouts. Yep. So the rumors have been flying left and right. People have been coming out like people in the media are coming out and going, wow, I can't tell you what I know, but re- pick up a copy of the Washington Post tomorrow. Like, oh, my God, things just got worse. So, I mean, there's all this speculation. To me, it's like a bunch of reporters standing on a roof and seeing a black cloud in the distance and all start t- tweeting. Wow. I don't know anything about thunderstorms, but one's coming. <laughs> OK. I mean, you need to tell me that the Washington franchise is a mess. Guess what? That's not breaking news. No, it so, isn't. Really. I'm sorry. I cut you up before you actually got to the actual question. Yo, What's the actual question? My question is, well, it was along those lines. With everything that's happened in the past two months, three months. <laughs> 20 years. 20 years. 89 years. But um, <laughs> what, like, how bad do you think it is? Do you think I, I this was just people, like, trying to rev up the internet and getting clicks? Being like, yeah, it's, it it's going to be bad. And then we it find out those two guys were just embezzling money i don't know it might be i i have no idea and my so my approach to this is gonna be wait and see wait and see i mean let's think about so i hate to use this because it's gonna anger cinch but (laughs) i'm gonna use this as him a lot what's the difference i know i know and he still does (laughs) such a great job for us i'm gonna use this as my mendoza line okay is it better or worse than robert Kraft coming out of a massage parlor in florida (laughs) Because, oh, God, I just broke Craig. You were taking drinking. a drink. Yeah, I was. You were taking a drink while I said that. Um, I, that's my Mendoza line because okay. that was kind of a marginal kind of like scandal. Yeah, okay, technically if it happened, it was illegal. Okay, all that business. But in terms of like football operations, you know, so what? You know, but I, so I don't know. To me, I'm going to read this report when it comes out, which is most likely before this episode drops. So you may already have this episode because we record on Wednesday nights. This episode will drop Thursday at noon. So you may already have the article in front of you at that point. I don't know. Um, I'm going to read it and then I'll, I'll make an assessment on it. With everything going on, we still have a pandemic. We've oh, got to find a way to over. play football. Not it's over. not over. Oh. It's not over. Don't listen to the people who are telling you it's over. Don't listen to the people who say don't wear a mask. You know, I, ugh. Wear a goddamn mask. Well, this is America. Yeah, it sure is. Wear a freaking mask. <laughs> Craig found a stock photo from 1918 when we had the Spanish flu of people wearing masks, and one of them was carrying a sign that said, wear a mask or go to jail. <laughs> yeah. It's that's the same thing all over again. That's really where I'm at. Guys, just, just, just do it. Let's get this over with so we can have football in the fall. You know, choices have consequences. I ranted on that last week. You choose not to wear a mask. Don't come complaining to me when we can't have football mm-hmm. because there's still a pandemic going on. Wear a mask so we can have football. I, I still don't think – I still don't know how they're going to have fans. Like the Jaguars are planning to have gonna. 25% capacity, which I mean is probably like 100 people, but still. Well, 25% <laughs> capacity at Jacksonville game would be an improvement. <laughs> Nobody would come to watch that team. So, all right, so two-second side note, because mm. I'm going to talk about the Scott Fishbowl if time per- permits, because yes, we yes, did yes. finish. We drafted four quarterbacks. Mm. We got Russell Wilson early. We got Daniel Jones in the fifth round because I pushed the issue. I know a lot of people are going to think I'm insane. We'll find out. 
Then we got Derek Carr in the eighth round. So then we went like eight picks without getting our final backup. I looked down at the board and my choices are starting to dwindle down. <laughs> and I'm literally looking at two starters being left on the board. Mitchell Trubisky and the guy you just mentioned who just dropped out of my head. We just we, we just tossed a name out there. Yeah, the Jaguars? Yes, Gardner Minshew. Thank oh, you. Sorry you about go. that. I had a who's that guy moment. Again, <laughs> this glass is half empty, but I am more than half full. half full. I'm more than half full, <laughs> I'll tell you that. So I looked at and it was Mitchell Trubisky and Gardner Minshew. And so finally I'm like, guys, I gotta pull a trigger on this last quarterback. And you know, Sean was the one who said it. We don't even know if Trubisky's the starter. And I wrote one line into the, the thread. It's Trubisky or Minshew. And immediately everyone went, get Trubisky. So I, no, there's nothing in Jacksonville we're seeing there. Nothing. Leonard Fournette was a fant- was over 1,000 yards last year, and nobody talks about it. Nope. Because everyone hates Jacksonville. It's a terrible place. Minshew is better known for his mustache. That's true. So, all right, so, true. so what do you think about tomorrow? Are we going to get some sort of damning report? Uh, you know, I don't. I had to think it, whatever it is is going to involve the two people they fired. And it's, I don't know, I feel like it's going to be like embezzling money or something. I have a bad feeling this is going to be crimes of a sexual nature. I mean, that's also definitely possible. I just have a bad feeling. Like, I hate to invoke the name Penn State mm. and something like this because it's different because it's adults. But I just got a crazy feeling. I mean, we're talking about scouts. These guys were advanced scouts. Guys who were on the road a lot. Guys who had a lot of say in who got drafted, who got picked up, who got dropped. True. That is true. Just, but I or, will withhold or judgment. Or they were paling, yeah, impaling. They were paying players, you know, on the side that you're not supposed to or something like that. Or taking or taking payments to make favorable reports. That's entirely yeah. possible, too. Maybe that's why Washington's been so goddamn bad. Maybe. Maybe. So. All right. My question. We're talking a lot of football tonight. So I have one question for you that has nothing to do with football. All right. Have you sat down and watched Hamilton yet? No, I have not. You need to. It's that you good. You of all people, well, because I know how much you love history. I do. I do. You need to watch this. Even if, now, and I'll say this, don't take everything you see at face value, obviously, because it's right. entertainment. But my God, it is. it has been stuck in my head for almost over a week now. Over a week now, and our favorite listener, Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. She's been listening to the soundtrack since she watched it. She loves it, too. You need to watch this. You need to sit down. Break. Now, here's my advice to you. It's two hours and 40 minutes. Okay, so I got a plan for it. I can't just decide at 11 o'clock to watch it. Yeah, no. Bring a six-pack. The other thing I'm going to tell you to do, <laughs> the other, yeah, get a pizza, get a six-pack, and settle in. The other thing I'm going to tell you to do right now is um, put on the subtitles. The there are significant um well I won't say significant but there are significant rap segments that are so quickly executed well executed but rapidly that you're gonna want to make sure you have the words on the bottom of the screen. That's that's fair. That's fair. Davi Diggs, who is in this and was the original, uh, he plays both Thomas Jefferson and the Marquis de Lafayette in this. He has a couple of segments where he comes out and they timed him. He can rap six full words a second. Damn. He is rapid fire. So when he comes out and starts going off at some of the best parts of the show, 
but it is also you got like if you don't have the words up you're never going to see it all right so that there's your task for next week in the middle of setting up for a football season working your job taking care of your family you need to find time to sit down for two hours and 40 minutes and watch hamilton all right there it is all right okay what's your last question for me last question and i asked i asked cinch this but i wanted to get your official opinion of course i'm gonna drink while you tell me though what's what is going to look uh, – all right, now we're assuming there's going to be a season, so let's just mm-hmm. assume there's going to be. Two-second timeout. Yeah. Everything we do on this podcast assumes we are getting a full season until we are told otherwise. Correct. Right. right? So just just for our listeners, yep. you, we talk about it a lot. We don't know what's going to happen, but we are planning for a season to happen in full. All right, so go on. Okay. So what – at the end of the season in January, let's say, yeah. what is going to look worse – if the Patriots have a losing season or the Buccaneers have a losing season, which one would be worse? I don't know for football, for what would look just bad in the eyes of fans. I'm going to go with the Bucks um, because I think they're talent loaded. Aside from the fact that Ronald Jones is their main running back, right? The second. Um, and I don't even know if that's still accurate to be honest with you, but um, they are loaded everywhere else. And they should. This is a team that was almost viable last year with Jameis throwing more picks than touchdowns. So, if they can do that with him, what can they do with Brady and Gronk? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say if I had to choose, I'd say Tampa's the one that's got more to lose. What about you? I I think so. I just think it would. I don't know, at least with Cam signing with the Patriots, I I just think it's going to look bad in the media if the Patriots look or lose, have a losing season. I don't think they will. You know, are they going to win eight games? Probably. Are they going to win more than that? I don't know. I'm looking at – I'm taking this question as what team looks worse if they win seven or fewer. Yes, exactly. It's Tampa. Tampa, no question for me. So – all right, moving on because we have so much to cover. The franchise tag uh, deadline came and went today mm-hmm. with one significant deal coming at the deadline. So we got to touch on that real quick. Derrick Henry, four years, $50 million. I didn't see how much of it's guaranteed. Uh, I'm looking at the article now on it. doesn't say. Thanks a lot, NFL.com, for not giving me that information. Are you surprised by this? I was kind of taken back by this Derrick Henry signing. Uh, I was surprised it was it was going to be four years. I think it was like a, I felt like everyone else it was going to be like a one year thing. I'm sure they've they got an out clause. Out. I'm sure they got an out clause after two years. I'm sure they do. But still, yeah. And the Bengals didn't um, do any kind of deal with AJ Green before the. Oh, I'm going to get either. to that in a minute. That's oh. next. <laughs> So um, I had pretty much – and it's funny because I listened to uh, Fantasy Football Morning today on Sirius, and John Hitz said the same thing. Tag him, pay him the tag next year. Tag him, pay him the tag. By then, he's probably not going to be somebody who wants to stick around anyway. You can tag him twice in a row, do it, let him move on or retire, whatever he wants to do. So I was like, that makes a lot of sense, particularly at running back because they break down so frequently and so hard. You know, so I think I was shocked when this deal came through, but I also think it means to me that um, the Titans are looking at other long term options and they want this out of the way so that they can start looking at um, securing their future. I mean, again, this is a team that was in the AFC championship last year. 
they're not that many pieces away with Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, imagine that. No one thought that last year at this time. We were one bad Chiefs game away from Ryan Tannehill making a f- appearance in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Let's just never forget that. So other people uh, that did not get uh, their their deals, there was a bunch of them. I'm going to skip the defensive players. Sure. Uh, and most of them are defensive. So I'm going to skip them. Hold on. I'm scrolling down the list. So I am going to skip Tampa Bay. Arizona Cardinals, Kenyon Drake actually had the transition tag on him. He was supposed to make $3.4 million. Now with the transition tag, he makes 8.5. Hmm. Surprising that he's just like, okay, you want to double my salary? <laughs> sure. With no contract involved? Sure. I don't think there's any story there. I just, I think Kenyon Drake is going to come out there and he's going to try to perform. If anything, this moves Kenyon Drake up a notch on my draft board because he's got something to play for. He's got something to play for. So you mentioned AJ Green. Yes. AJ Green is only making, pardon me while I wipe a tear off here, $17.9 million because he's on the franchise tag. That's true. Um, You know, he has clearly the last couple of years, he has an injury history. He wants to, he wants to stay a Bengal, but I don't blame the Bengals for not signing him for another four years because I don't know if he's going to finish a season. He's missed 23 of the last 32 games. Yes. So I'm not shocked by that. <laughs> what employee shows up to work at that kind of rate? What is that? Nine out of 32? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm doing the math in my head. That's less than that's less than 30% of the time. What, what employee shows up on Monday and Tuesday and says, I'll see you guys next week and still gets paid big money? <laughs> not many. Not many. <laughs> Now, he hasn't signed the tender yet, so that matters. So we'll have to see what happens. Hunter Henry was tagged. Now, here's the thing with Hunter Henry. Tight ends don't make a ton of money. And don't forget, franchise tag amounts are based off of the average salary for their position. So he's only going to make $10.6 million with the tag. <laughs> well, but still, oh, I mean, I know. that's less. Only kickers, kickers and running backs make less than that on a franchise. So 10.6 is shocking to me, shocking to me, but I think he's going to show up. I don't see any holdouts on this list is what I'm saying, except we get to Dak Prescott. Dun, 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 dun. What are we going to do with Dak Prescott? He would have to, he signed the tender, right? So he's got to play for 31.4 million or he's going to lose a year of, of uh, free agent eligibility. I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like. I feel like the Cowboys are slowly breaking up with Dak. Either that or they're trying to dare him to go out there and prove he's worth it. I mean, mean, if Dak goes out there and throws for 5,000 yards, 34 touchdowns and only 10 interceptions, and Dallas is like sniffing the NFC championship, you know, then then maybe, you know, and then he can turn around and go up yours, Jerry Jones. I'm going somewhere else for the money you wouldn't give me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because there are teams out there that will pay his demands. So so there's your franchise tag, tag deadline update. We don't anticipate anybody holding out. Is there anyone, anybody on that list that you're like, yeah, you know what, that guy might hold out? Um, I don't, on this current list, I don't think so. No, no one's jumping out to me. I don't know if anyone's holding out, but I know that I just finished that beer. <laughs> and now Brick can see the future. I saw the future when we started. <laughs> now I want a nap. <laughs> and we're only 20 oh, minutes into the episode. Quick, My 
God, that hit me hard. Go on. And quick, quick aside, folks. So this past week, you know, I've had like Good Morning America and random news things on in the background. Why? Because the TV's just on and, you know, background noise. It turns itself on? You should call a priest. <laughs> That's not normal. So, so people are talking about Patrick Mahomes' deal. His, 500, his half a million billion dollar deal. Yeah. Saying how he needs to get financial managers and blah, 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 blah. Just remember what Britt said last week. The, the Chiefs did not hand him a dump truck with $500 million in it. That's right. They hand, He's going to get, I think, was it $50 million this year? $60? Uh, Something know. like that. He's not getting $500 million tomorrow. Correct. He's going to get that if he plays the full 10 years. And, you know, let's let's be honest here. He has absolutely no exposure to the pro sports world whatsoever before this, right? It's not like he has a family member that was a pro athlete before this and had big deals. Like, I don't know, maybe not even in football. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> snowballing here. Maybe like in baseball, maybe. maybe he had like an uncle or a cousin or his goddamn father was Patrick Mahomes of the Blue Jays and Mets, you dumb idiots. That's right. And maybe, he not only maybe knows they know about, Bobby Bonilla's agent, you know? Yeah. Not only does he not, <laughs> not, does he not need financial help, he's got a father who's been there, a father who's been through agents, an agent himself. This kid has all the support and know-how he needs. It's like looking at the son of an electrician who has studied to be an electrician and saying, but is he certified? Yes, he's goddamn <laughs> certified. It's just, it drives me nuts. Yeah. These are people, people who are commenting on this don't know anything about Patrick Mahomes and his history. Or don't how sports know. contracts work. <laughs> right. Don't know that at seven years or eight years old, this kid was shagging fly balls in Shea Stadium. There's fantastic pictures of him running after balls in the outfield, in the air. Wearing the, the which is always my favorite Mets hat, the black hat with the blue and orange logo. That, that was is, always my favorite. That is a nice hat. And they've done away with it. They, they don't sad. wear those black uniforms anymore. I love those that black uniforms. Those were good. Those were good. So, so you know what? Anybody who sits there and says, oh, he needs some financial management advice. No, he doesn't. No, he has it already. He has it. He and again, it. he's not getting $500 million tomorrow. <laughs> yes. So you don't understand the situation. You don't know the individual. You don't know his background and his history. But you're going to go on a national network and say Patrick Mahomes doesn't know what to do with five hundred million dollars. You have no idea what you're talking about. You are uniquely unqualified to talk about anything if that's your stance. Yes. That's just that drives me nuts. You so just, I, you just I, I will say up. I will say Patrick Mahomes should stay out of Tahoe without a yes. mask. He probably yes. Yes. Do that. Just saying. Patrick Mahomes right now has isolated himself in one of those oxygen bunkers. He should. That should be in his contract. <laughs> Remember those hyperbolic chambers people used to make fun yes, of because Michael, Michael Jackson, Jackson slept yeah. in them? Yep. Yeah. He's sleeping in one of those. His girlfriend <laughs> comes over at night and says, hey, Patrick, you must know. Stay on your side. Stay on your side of the curtain. <laughs> Don't come in here. <laughs> and oh, when she sits yeah. there and goes, well, but he just makes the money sign with his hands. <laughs> he just runs money through his fingers. Yeah. If you're in California, folks, wear a mask because everything's closing again. If you're anywhere, wear a damn mask. I'm not going over this again. I'm not. I know I'm a beer in, and it was a beer that I'm pretty it's sure was 15, beer. 15 to 80% alcohol. <laughs> I have no idea. Probably. 
I, I probably would have been better off drinking a same size glass of scotch right now. But oh, let's man. get on to our wide yes. receiver preview. Yes. All right. So while I'm conscious enough to read words, let's start with last year's uh, projections of our top 10 without hearing any names. How many of our top 10 actually finished in the top 10 of fantasy wide receivers in a PPR last year? Six. Yeah, we didn't have such a good time with this. The answer is three. Nice. Now, there's a caveat to that. So the three people who we ranked in the top 10 that finished in the top 10 were Julio Jones, Mike Thomas, and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, you're sitting there saying to yourself, well, Lottie freaking da. Anybody could have told you that. You're right. The other people, six of the other seven, did not finish in the top 10 because they did not play a 16-game season. That is sad. They missed a minimum of three games. Those names, Devontae Adams, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, who missed a lot more than three games. (laughs) Don't forget, when we made these rankings a year ago, he was a Patriot. And he was saying all the right things in camp. And then Adam Thielen. All of those guys missed at least two games. And most of those guys, yeah, Thielen, I think, played 10 games. Devontae Adams played like 10 uh, Schuster and Tyreek only played like 12 or 13. It was bad. The only surefire miss that we all made last year was Odell Beckham Jr. We all had Odell raked in the top five, uh, top six. Sorry, Craig had him in the top six. And he just did not perform. And there, he played all 16 games. So, so that's how we always like to look backwards first. I'm not going to take a whole lot of responsibility for the fact that only three of our top 10 hit. Because everyone died. Everyone died. Everyone died. We had Julio at number one last year, by the way. He finished third. No, I mean, you know, they were. They, the Atlanta offense was very inconsistent last year. Inconsistent inconsistent is such a nice word for them that I'm opening my second beer. (laughs) Uh oh. What is it? Well, it's something you gave me. Oh. It's got a mantis on it. Ooh, I had that while I was making dinner. Super Mantis Double India Pale Ale by Nod Hill. Oh, God, a double? After I had that. It's a double. It's 8.7%. I might not make it to work tomorrow. (laughs) 8.7%. How do you know that off the top of your head? Because I was just looking at the can before I came up here. Oh, my God. This thing (laughs) pours. Good thing Britt's commute is, like, to his desk. (laughs) I have one meeting tomorrow, and it's a Teams meeting at 9 a.m. Oh, no. And I'm leading it. (laughs) <laughs> there's two uh, vps in it and one of my colleagues and i mean Brent, we don't have video i know <laughs> as i'm sitting oh, here with an man. ice pack against my head right, this is i wouldn't call it dank but it's dark it's Get, very dark I, yes. but it's, I wouldn't call it dank it's not like orange juice dark it's just dark dark hmm give it a swig he's thinking i'm getting a lot of juice up front a lot there is pineapple. Mm-hmm. Whoa! What is that? Oh, came back Whoa, to what? visit you. Whoa! What is that? Yep. See what it does. Oh my god! Yep. There it is. <laughs> okay, this beer slaps you with a pineapple up front. <laughs> yep. Then, as the pineapple fades. Another rush of like random juiciness just comes in, like tropical juiciness. Yeah, like it's like a parade. Like guava-ish kind of. Yeah, guava is a good word for it. 
it's like a parade. You're standing on the sidelines of a parade and a giant pineapple goes by. And as soon as it's out of view, here comes like a wave of tropical fruits dancing by. And then you think the parade's over and then all of a sudden the dryness of the hops comes in. Wow, is that really yep. multi-layered? It just cleans up the street afterwards. <laughs> That's it. It's, it's the guys <laughs> with the street sweepers. Yep. Wow, That's is that beer. unique? Yep. Oh, I don't know if I like it, but it's, whoa. All right, I'm going to have to stop. All right, let's talk about wide receivers. <laughs> all right, wide receivers. So just a reminder to everybody, we are doing our rankings and then we are doing player roundtables in August. So you're going to hear a lot of just Craig and I telling you what our wide receiver rankings look like and get more in-depth from our entire team. As of right now, the Sean and the Cinch will be joining us for that. Um, can Sean's we tape, always... Can we tape the mic to the front of Sean's face? <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining some sort of GoPro-style helmet. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> for those... If you guys... And this will be the first year. This is going to be hard to coordinate because we're going to be in four different locations. But last year, Sean, because the mic was not in a line of sight with the rest of the room, he would talk to us. He would turn to us and we'd be like, dude, you have to keep the mic in front of your mouth. If you're going to turn, you have to angle your head so that you're looking at the mic and then us behind the mic. So consequently, you've got a lot of analysis that sounded like it was coming from the next room over. <laughs> so right, anyway, yes, wide receivers. So you would think we would have a consensus number one here. You would think. We don't. We don't. don't. That's sad. We don't. So, Craig, who's our number one? That would be Michael Thomas. You want to know who the jerk is who did not put Michael Thomas at number one? Who? Your partner, Britt. Oh. I have Thomas at two. Who's number one? For I have, well, I'm not going to spoil it, oh, okay. but I have a guy at one who I think is going to bounce back in a massive way this year. All right. Like, exceptionally massive to the point where like you're going to be like who had this guy at number one and I'm going to be like me <laughs> so everyone else had Michael Thomas at one bottom line is Michael Thomas catches everything that's thrown in his direction not everything part, thrown yes. to him yes everything that's thrown in his direction if you play retro bowl which is a game <laughs> Craig got me hooked on you will know that you have plays where everybody goes over the middle and you'll have a receiver deep who's wide open and so you'll chuck the ball downfield, and seemingly out of nowhere, your running back will jump 15 yards short of the target and grab it out of the air, and you're like, what are you doing, you idiot? <laughs> yes. You just turned a 24-yard gain into a 9-yard gain, you fool. <laughs> That's Michael Thomas. <laughs> Anything you throw in the general vicinity of where he is. He's going to catch it. He's going to catch it. So he, he, he in a PPR, he is absolute gold. And if you need to be told that, you're nuts. Our number two is Devontae Adams because Craig and Sean are big on Devontae Adams. I am not. I am not sold on the I Aaron Rodgers. I know Cinch isn't. Cinch and I are not. So, Craig, really quick, make, it, make your case for Devontae Adams. This is the thing with Devontae Adams and the Packers. I feel because, you know, Britt talks about having seasons that players have to prove themselves – that's yeah. what Aaron Rodgers is going to do this year, and that involves Devontae Adams. So technically, Devontae, we have a three-way tie for the number two spot, by the way. Really? A three-way tie in our rating, yeah. And Devontae Adams is the first one. He wins a tiebreaker, I think, alphabetically, but I have no idea how it did this. I think it's alphabetically by first name. So our number three is who I put at number one, Julio Jones. You've been a big Julio Jones truther for a long I time. Have, I have been a Julio Jones truther 
for a very long time. I think he's going to really bounce back this year. I think. You notice I keep saying that. I think. (laughs) I think you're going to see him return back to number one uh, wide receiver numbers. I really do. So, but and what? Why do I feel that? They don't forget they've gone through offensive coordinators like Water. Um, I think that uh, they have not had enough support behind them. I think their coaching staff is abysmal and should have been fired in the middle of last year. And if you don't believe me on that, go back and check the tape. I was very clear. I thought the head coach would be fired during the bye we week. Did. We did. I was very clear on that. And the week after it didn't happen, I came on here and I railed about this is why Atlanta can't win. I think Julio bounces back this year. The third person tied for number two and ultimately our number four overall is Tyreek Hill. Tyreek has to stay healthy. Tyreek needs to stay on the field and Tyreek needs some help. He needs to stay out of trouble with his He's, ex. <laughs> When have we heard a single word since that all broke a year ago? No, uh, we haven't. I don't think. So, so far, so far, so good. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Now we're on the podcast breaking news. Tyreek Hill hijacks a, a, a airplane and is flying to like Europe. You know, I, no, that didn't happen, folks. That's not real breaking news. Um, so, yeah, he swore that that wasn't what it looked like. He swore he was not that kind of guy. So far, he has upheld that. I'm okay with it. So, um, yeah. So, Tyreek Hill, we have at number four. Um, Cinch has him at two. Cinch is a big fan. So number five is our good friend, Deandre Hopkins, who is in a new home this year with a new quarterback. I think he's going to go off. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think here's my thing about Deandre Hopkins. I haven't ranked it four personally, and he's fifth overall on our list. Craig and I both have him at four. Here's my thing. He may take a little while to settle in. Because I don't know how good the sync is going to be between him and Kyler Murray. But at some point, Kyler Murray is going to realize he's where I need to look first every time. And Kyler Murray is going to eventually realize if he's running an out route, I can aim at the head of the nearest coach to where he's (laughs) standing. And he is going to tiptoe and grab that. DeAndre Hopkins has, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, has led the league in sideline catches on more than one occasion. The dude knows where his feet is. He can grab a ball, get his toes in. He is amazing at out routes. Amazing at it. You throw something that's three or four yards out of bounds, and he brings it in. He's going to be good. So, thoughts on DeAndre Hopkins before I move on? No, I think that sums it up. I think this is the first time that I remember me thinking the Cardinals are actually going to be good for a change. That division, that division is ripe for an underdog to come in. St. Louis, I'm St. Louis. Oh my God. Ooh. I got to stop drinking. LA. <laughs> the Rams. The Rams. <laughs> the Rams are, for lack of a better term, a little floundering after their Super Bowl appearance. Yes. Uh, Seattle is good. But Seattle is so weak at running back. Uh, Craig, do you know the name? Um, looking for it, DJ Dallas. Um, only because you drafted him. That's right. Do you know why I drafted him in the Scott Fishbowl? No. Because everyone ahead of him is like a mash unit. He is the fourth running back down. He's a rookie. He is a strong, powerful runner. But who's ahead of him? Chris Carson. Broken. Carlos Hyde. Broken. 
and Rashad Penny, who we already know is not going to start the season off of the pup list. Because he's broken. <laughs> so right now, okay, so Rashad Penny starts the season on the pup list. DJ Dallas is the third string running back in front of a guy who's been hurt like seven times in his career. And by the way, is only in his third year. And Carlos Hyde, who Frank Gore just looked at and went, damn, you're still playing? <laughs> There's a very, very good chance that DJ Dallas, who was, by the way, our 20th round pick, he was RB79. Oh, my God. Did we not pick Frank Gore? We did not. <sighs> we did not. And you know why? Why? I'll tell you why. Because his off week, off week is the, with the Jets is the same as like half our team. Oh, all right. He's off week eleven. That's fair. His off, it was an off week issue. So I just I use that as my excuse to not think about him. All right. So once again, our top five. We got Michael Thomas at one, Devonte Adams at two, Julio Jones at three, Tyree Kill at four, and DeAndre Hopkins at five. I am proud to say that all four of our analysts agreed that that was the top five in some way, shape, or form. Beyond that. It's Thunderdome. <laughs> Number six is Chris Godwin. <laughs> Chris Godwin was a top 10 pick for everyone except our dear friend Craig. <laughs> Craig, explain to me why Chris Godwin did not make your top five. I, you know, it's for me, this is going to sound dumb, and I realize that it's just really a gut feeling for me. That's okay. I, I know. You know, I know Tom Brady's his quarterback now. And I know, you know, Mike Evans is on the other side of the line, but I don't know. There's for me last year I felt like every time I used Chris Godwin in DFS, it never yeah. worked. But that's And we did pump him a couple of times. We did. We did. We did pump him a couple of times. So fair enough. Number seven is Adam Thielen. Everyone has Adam Thielen in their top ten, except Sean. So Sean has him outside the top 10 and we'll have to find out why that is. It's probably injury concerns. Now this is interesting. Number eight is Mike Evans. So we have the two wide receivers from Tampa at six and eight. Everyone has them in their top 10, except (laughs) Sean and Craig. Yep. Craig has him at 16. (laughs) Craig, explain to me why a guy who's had at least a thousand yards each of the last six seasons is only number sixteen on your board. The same, the same thing. Plus, and maybe, maybe Cinch is right. Maybe Tom Brady will fix Mike Evans, but Mike Evans' catching is inconsistent, and for me, that's a huge. The hell you say? That is a huge thing for me. I feel like every every time I used him. He caught for like 28 yards. You know, it's, okay. I just, you know, there's weeks where he has 180 start every sit, 187 yards receiving. And then mm-hmm. for four weeks straight, he has 40 yards. And just for me, that doesn't work. All right. So let's talk about that. The number of times that he was under 90 yards, let's say 90. Okay. All right. In 2019. He played all. Uh, he played a total of thirteen games. How many times was he under ninety yards, in your opinion? Uh, he played thirteen games. Yes. Um, half that. Give me a number. I have Eight. no idea what I told you. 
Uh, I'm a beer and a no, half. No, wait. In. You said 13. I'm thinking 16. 13. Uh, half so of 13 is six and a half. Pick six. a number. Six. 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 Yeah, it's more than that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight out of 13 games, he was under 90 yards. How many games was he over 180 yards? Two. Um, three. Oh, that was close. <laughs> three times he went nuts uh, against, I'm looking for it, against the Giants, 190 yards. Against Tennessee, 198 yards. And against Seattle, 180 yards. At the end of the day, his catch rate is only 56.8% over the course of the season. And while he had 1,157 yards, again, a yard per target of 9.8, eight touchdowns, 56%. That's insane, isn't it? That's so bad. Yes. Now, yeah. Michael Thomas. <laughs> Michael Thomas has played only four seasons. His catch rate is 78.1%. Damn. And... Uh, new, breaking news, it's been over 80% each of the last two years. Really? That's why you're ranking Michael Thomas low. The bottom line is Michael Thomas is going to have those three games. Mike Evans. I'm sorry, Michael Thomas. Mike Evans. Mike Evans is going to have those three games where he's going to go nuts. That's why I have to rank him up. Mike Evans is best ball glory. There you go. I will agree with you on that. Because you don't yes. have to decide when it's going to happen. That it's is going to happen. <laughs> you just don't have to know when. So, <laughs> uh, All right, number nine on our list is Kenny Galladay. I absolutely oppose this. I have Kenny Galladay at 20th. <laughs> Sean, Craig, and Cinch all have him as a top 10 wide receiver. Can I just gloss over this and just go in the assumption that you're making this claim because he's the only target in Detroit? Uh, Yes. Fantastic. And Stafford throws for 6,000 yards, so yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Number 10, we have Amari Cooper. Uh, we Everyone has him in the top 10 except for me and Craig. Moving on. Number 11 is Devontae Parker, a.k.a. Craig's Frank Gore. Craig, right. explain to the world why Devontae Parker is going to have a big year and not let us down, even though you know the Fitz magic effect may wear off. So, and I know Sean, who doesn't listen to this, doesn't agree with me because he's he thinks uh, Robinson's better than Devontae Parker. But here's the thing. Devontae Parker played plays on the Dolphins. Yes. Right? He played across Ac- He played across from Jarvis Landry. Yes. Jarvis Landry left. Yes. That left Devontae Parker to be the number one in Miami. Yes. If you look at the stats from... 2019, last year, yep. Devontae Parker was the number six receiver in the league. He had more touchdowns <laughs> yeah. than ev- almost everyone on our list. He had you know over who... 1,200 yards receiving and like you know who... 79 receptions. Do you know who number two on their list was? Who? Mike Jacecki. <laughs> <laughs> For 570 yards. <laughs> So the argument could be made, the only reason Devontae Parker caught the ball is because he was the only one there. I mean, and that's fair. Who else is there now? uh, I think they drafted a receiver. Well, Albert Wilson is still there. Alan Hearns. Oh, my God. Is that where Alan Hearns is? 
All right, so Devontae Parker's going to have a big year That's based what I on think. the fact that there's that nobody else there. All right, moving on. Uh, number 12, we have DJ Moore. Uh, DJ Moore si- simply put up decent numbers when uh, he had no quarterback, essentially. Craig is not a DJ Moore supporter, but you know who Craig does like? Number 13, Cooper Cup. Craig is the only one who has Cooper Cup in his top 10. Craig, yeah. why Cooper Cup top 10? Uh because he's pretty much I mean we all love Big Bob Woods we do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but uh now that they're now that they're down one receiver so it's just yeah. really Cup and Woods yeah. to me Cup is the number 1 by Which the is only ironic. thing with caution with Cup is that he you know he did have a concussion last year he's so he's going to be one hit away that. from he's right. one hit away from being the next Danny Amendola yes so so somebody somebody saw that on Twitter. Somebody in the Scott Fishbowl was like excited they got Danny Amendola in round twenty, and I'm like, <laughs> he's gonna play three games for you, dude. <laughs> three games. Maybe they dislike him, you know? Yeah. So number thirteen is Cooper Cup. Number fourteen is the aforementioned Robert Woods. Big Craig Bob. again, the only one to put him in the top Big 10. Bob. <sighs> it's amazing how how varied we were in the wide receivers. So uh so Big Bob Woods at number 14. A.J. Brown in Tennessee at number 15. We got D.K. Metcalf at number 16. I think this is a breakout year for D.K. Metcalf. Look for him to be the number one. Look for him to surpass Tyler Lockett and end up being the number one there. 17th, we have Juju Smith-Schuster. Number 21, for some reason, my thing is not working properly. Number 18, it should be, is Allen Robertson. Robinson. Jeez, he stopped drinking. <laughs> uh, number 19, we have Keenan Allen. And number 20, we have Cortland Sutton. So we just ran off a whole bunch of names there. Regardless of rank, Woods, A.J. Brown, Metcalf, Smith-Schuster, Robinson, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton. There's seven names there. Who do you like? Like out of who's my top one out of those seven? Yeah, don't you dare say Robert Woods. You know you ranked him up there. uh, Bob Woods. No, you did not even (laughs) rank AJ Brown or Juju. Why AJ? Why not? Why would you rank AJ Brown? He was fantastic for Tennessee last year. He's he is the Devante Parker of the Titans. That's a fair argument. So why wouldn't you give him at least a notch of love? You don't even have him in the top twenty. Because he only wanted twenty. I probably would have put him at twenty-one. Oh, that's such a bullshit excuse. <laughs> that is terrible. So out of those names, though, my if I was going to pick one person you. out of those seven people, it'd probably be DK Metcalf. If you had watched Hamilton and actually understood what it in- entailed, I would challenge you to a duel right now. So, <laughs> all right, number twenty-one, we have Craig's old dear friend Odell Beckham Jr. Why do we have Odell Beckham Jr. at number twenty-one? Because Sean thinks he's a top ten wide receiver. Stop it. Not joking. He does. Sean has Odell over oh, Allen Robinson. For the love of God, the top ten. He's in the. He has him top... at nine. What? He has him Why? at nine. I'm gonna drink the rest of this beer in one. Group. He has him over Adam Thielen, Mike Evans, Devontae Parker, DJ Moore. Dear God. Yep. So he's on the Browns. Make a mental note. We can ask him uh... about it later. <laughs> Number twenty-two is Calvin Ridley. Everyone else is big on Calvin Ridley. He did not make my top twenty. Um. I just I don't know. I think Julio's gonna take away too many targets. Twenty three is a guy I really like is Christian Kirk. I'm Things starting to, to really year. 
I think I do. I certainly think the Arizona might be the fantasy surprise team. I do. I mean, all the pieces are there and they're all young. Yes. All of them. Christian Kirk is like the senior statements. Well, Larry Fitz. But, you know, Christian Kirk, oh, I just think he's going to be good. Tyler Boyd at 24, Tyler Lockett at 25, and Stefan Diggs wraps out our rankings at number 26 um, because uh, I and Craig had a notch on there for St- Stefan Diggs. All right, so Craig, yeah. we're going to go into this more in depth mm-hmm. when we get to our um, our uh, podcast roundtable. So I would like to really shift gears really quick. Excuse me. Sorry, the beer's really repeating on me. And just talk about really quickly our Scott Fishbowl entry before we wrap up the week. Yes, I'm going to open my second beer while you do that. Go for it. What are you drinking your second beer? Push. Uh, I'm <laughs> drinking another beer you gave me. What is the other thing I gave you? Uh, I did. I brought Don a... Gatto. Oh, this is the sour. I haven't had this. It's a Goza. It is. It's a Goza. So I have not tried it. So I'll be interested. And I have more of it in my fridge that my wife is probably not going to drink. So hmm. if you... Yes, tasty. like it. Tasty. Very like it's a standard Goza. Oh, I mean, it's, it's not an exceptional Goza. You it's, sure? It's good. It's good. I mean, right, that was more. one sip. Maybe after a little while, it'll be better. Two but... cans. A couple more cans might be making their way down to you on Friday when I have to come to our <laughs> beer exchange. Because Craig is the recipient of the New Park this week. So every week, New Park Brewing, which is an exceptional brewery in our area, does regional deliveries. Well, they're coming to Craig's town and not mine. So guess who's getting the delivery on Thursday? Craig. <laughs> Me. <laughs> so, all right, really quick. So I don't remember where we were last week, but our team is now complete. I'd like to talk a little about the later rounds, guys. This is a 22-round draft. So I want to talk a little bit about our second half. Going into the second half, we had three running backs secured, two tight ends, three quarterbacks, and three wideouts. So a lot of balance but it's a two QB league or it's a QB super flex league. So we really felt like we needed more depth and we had only three wideouts in the first half. The second half of our draft in round 12, we grabbed Emmanuel Sanders. He was wide receiver 46 13th round. We grabbed DD Westbrook. He was wide receiver 50 in the 14th round. I finally listened to the pressure from my associates and grabbed AJ Dillon from green Bay running back 53. In 15 and 16, I grabbed Hunter Renfro, wide receiver 61, and Larry Fitz, the ageless Larry Fitz, wide receiver 68. In round 17, I decided I'm going to get Mitchell Trubisky. In round 18, I decided to appease Craig and get C.J. Uzoma. Did I say that right? Is it Uzoma? (laughs) Uzuma. Uzuma. Well, you pronounce it. 19th round, I got desperate. I grabbed Deion Lewis. Because, you know, if Saquon gets hurt, it's going to be Deion Lewis, and he was our one pick. 20th round, DJ Dallas out of Seattle. He was RB79. Trust me when I tell you there was no one else there. And then I ended the draft with John Ross and Byron Pringle. Listen, uh, Byron... Britt loves Byron Pringle. Byron Pringle is... I. If he goes off, I'm going to look like a prophet. I'm not a prophet. <laughs> I'm telling you, the guy's got one good game in him every two or three years. I just got a feeling that he might have an increased role, particularly if Sammy Watkins doesn't turn out to be what he wants to be. So, Craig, second half of our draft, mm-hmm. Manny Sanders, Dede Westbrook, A.J. Dillon, Hunter Renfro, Larry Fitz, Mitchell Trubisky, C.J., whose name I can't pronounce the last name of, Deion Lewis, 
DJ Dallas, John Ross, Byron Pringle. Give me a name you loved in this draft and a name you hated that I took in this draft. Uh, and me, be honest, you're not going to offend me. Let me let me see. Let me let me just give me because I have I have the list you sent, so I just want to look at it. <clears throat> see here. I did. I I, I put into the the thread today a list of uh who went where. Um. All right. So. I'm not, I don't know. I'm just going to let you rant on this, by the way. Three minutes uninterrupted. Just go. All right. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, is he going to play? Is he going to start? Are they going to do a quarterback combo? We have no idea. I don't know. Uh, The one out of all of those names, the one I wasn't really thrilled with is probably Dede Westbrook. Just because Jacksonville is a mess. I mean, I know someone has to catch the ball in Jacksonville. Uh, Ones I did like I think like this is um this is gonna be if again if there's a season um this is gonna be a make or break year for John Ross I think he has the potential to be the Stefan Diggs of Cincinnati if he makes sure he stays healthy and doesn't hurt himself like tying his cleats uh Emmanuel Sanders I think is a huge pickup especially since he's gonna be on New Orleans so that's that's going to be huge for him. <clears throat> You're not worried about the age there? I'm not because he has the least amount of drop passes in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And now he's playing with Drew Brees. And I was one of the huge A.J. Dillon truthers uh, because I had him on my college fantasy last year. He was good for you. He was huge. So Yeah. So yeah. All right. So, so the D.D. Westbrook was a really a pick out of desperation. He was our wide receiver five, and we were already fifty picks in to, at the wide receiver range. So, a, as I told the guys, there ain't no lobster left. It came down <laughs> to a best available who wasn't off a particular week, um, and that's where we ended up. So, our total roster, really quick, and then we got to go on to final thoughts. Our quarterbacks are Russell Wilson. Daniel Jones, Derek Carr, and Mitchell Trubisky. Our running backs are Saquon Barkley, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Jordan Howard, A.J. Dillon, Deion Lewis, and D.J. Dallas. I'm thrilled with our running backs. Wide receivers, Devontae Parker, (coughs) Craig, D.K. Metcalf, (coughs) Britt, Christian Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders, D.D. Westbrook, Hunter Renfro, Larry Fitz, John Ross, and Byron Pringle. And tight end, don't forget, this is a 1.5 PPR tight end league. We have Darren Waller, Austin Hooper, and C.J. Ozoma. I think there our, is, our tight ends are solid. I, as long as they all stay healthy, I'm happy with it. As long as they all stay healthy, I'm happy with it. We only have th- Now, there, there's no trades in this league, but there is waivers. So, And I think in a year where COVID might be an issue, waivers are going to be more important than ever. So I'll be watching the waiver wire like a madman. Craig, we're out of time. That's sad. <clears throat> that was Always fast. Is. That was fast. It, it, it was. It was fast, particularly when you've had a beer from <laughs> four years ago. So, uh, hey, final thoughts. Final thoughts. You know, I still have another bottle of uh, Igor's Dream. How old is that Igor's Dream? I don't know. Four years old. <laughs> is it? Is it 2014? I think so. I can go I check. think it's six years. Oh, my God. It's six years old, that Igor's Dream. It might kill us. We drank it a year, was it a year and a half ago? Yeah, maybe. It was last season, 
and that bottle almost put us into the hospital. I don't I can't imagine. You have to understand, oh, folks. Beer ferments if ferment if beer stays carbonated properly and it doesn't explode. The yeast, whatever yeast is still in the bottle, and Two Roads is famous, famous for making sure yeast is still in their stuff. It just keeps getting stronger. It just keeps getting stronger, and it's oh, I don't, I don't want to go there. All right, uh, <laughs> but, uh, my final thought. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. What do you got? No, I was just gonna say I have done like six best ball drafts, drafts, because yeah. a practice, b it's fun to draft and. See, who knows if there's going to be a season, so you might as well just draft while you can. Right. Right. Uh, my uh, final thought is just be safe out there, folks. Don't be an idiot. There are people out there who want to attack the scientists. There are people out there who want to attack the data. Listen, the reason they call this a novel virus is because it's freaking new. Yeah. That's breaking news to you, folks. We didn't know about this virus before the second half of last year. I think we learned about it first in November, October-ish, and it wasn't pandemic status until after December, around Christmas time. We, It's new. We're learning as we go. So when I see governments attacking scientists because they got it wrong, it's like me walking you up to a board of every NFL player and saying, pick the one guy who's going to lead – fantasy and total points and then railing on you because you got it wrong yes it, it it's we're learning that what we do know is that masks help limit the spread social distancing works masks work so do us all a favor wear them and if you're sitting there saying to yourself well i live in a free country and i don't have to do what you tell me to do that's fine you don't want to wear a mask Understand that it may mean no football. Are you willing to make that trade? We make trades every day in our lives. Every day. If you, Do you have a job? You trade your time for financial benefit. That's literally a trade. Make this a trade you can win. You can win this trade by trading, wearing a mask, for a, the prob- probability of a football season. Wow, that was deep. That that's, was deep. That was that's good. heavy. That was deep. That's way too heavy. I feel like I need to make a joke now because that's way too heavy. <laughs> Instead, I will remind you to reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys around this time of year. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We are FignutsDFS at gmail.com on email. We are on Facebook, the Football Fignuts Podcast. We are available to listen to us wherever you listen to us. Leave us a review. We are available on all the major platforms. We love hearing from you guys. Please reach out, particularly during draft season, because we are now entering draft season. We, next week, will be talking about our my least favorite category, least favorite category, tight ends, kickers, and defenses. <laughs> then there's a likely week off at the end of July before we start the roundtables, but who knows? It's all going to be based on schedules. We may start the roundtables early, but August, you can expect a ton of discussion about the positions and draft strategies. So leave us a review, reach out to us. We will be back next week with the least favorite episode I can possibly produce, tight ends, (laughs) kickers, and defenses. Until then, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fignets Podcast. (laughs) 